Is she to be buried in Christian burial that willfully seeks her own salvation? I tell thee she is, and therefore make her grave straight. The crowner hath sat on her and finds it Christian burial. How can that be, unless she drowned herself in her own defence? Why? Tis found so. It must be so. Offendendo. It cannot be else. For here lies the point. If I drown myself wittingly, it argues an act. And an act hath three branches. It is to act, to do, and to perform. There go, she drowned herself wittingly. Nay, but hear you, Goodman Delver. Give me leave. Here lies the water. Good. Here stands the man. Good. If the man go to this water and drown himself, it is, willy-nilly, he goes. Mark you that, but if the water come to him and drown him, he drowns not himself. Ergo, he that is not guilty of his own death shortens not his own life. But is this law? Ay, marry, it is. Crowner's quest law. Will you have the truth, aunt? If this had not been a gentlewoman... She should have been buried out of Christian burial. Why, there thou sayest. And the more pity that great folks should have countenance in this world to drown or hang themselves more than they're even Christian. Mm. Come, my spade. There is no ancient gentleman but gardeners, ditchers and grave makers. They hold up Adam's profession. Was he a gentleman? He was the first that ever bore arms. Why, he had none. What? Art a heathen? How dost thou understand the scripture? The scripture says Adam digged. Could he dig without arms? Nah. I'll put another question to thee. If thou answerest me not to the purpose, confess thyself. Go to. What is he that builds stronger than either the mason, the shipwright or the carpenter? The gallows, mate, eh? <laughs> For that frame-out lives a thousand tenants. Ah, I like thy wit well, in good faith. The gallows does well, but how does it well? It does well to those that do ill. Now thou dost ill to say the gallows is built stronger than the church. Here go, the gallows may do well to thee. Ha, 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 do it again. Come. Who builds stronger than a mason, a shipwright, or a carpenter? I tell me that, an unyoke. Marry, now I can tell. Toot! Oh, mass, I cannot tell. Ah, cudgel thy brains no more about it, for your dull ass will not mend his pace with beating. And when you are asked this question next, say, a grave maker. Oh. The houses that he makes last till doomsday. Go get thee to yon. Fetch me a stoop of liquor. Aye. In youth, when I did love, did love, me thought it was very... Has this fellow no feeling of his business that he sings at grave-making? Custom hath made it in him a property of easiness. Tis e'en so. The hand of little employment hath the daintier sense. That skull had a tongue in it and could sing once. How the knave jowls it to the ground as if it were Cain's jawbone that did the first murder. Mm. It might be the pate of a politician, which this ass now or offices. One that would circumvent God, might it not? It might, my lord. Or of a courtier, which could say, Good morrow, sweet lord, how dost thou, good lord? 
This might mean my lord such a one that praised my lord such a one's horse when he meant to beg it. Might it not? Aye, my lord. Why, and so. And now, my lady worms, chapless, and knocked about the mazard with a sexton's spade. Here's fine revolution, if we had the trick to see it. Did these bones cost no more the breeding but to play at loggets with them? Mine ache to think on't. There's another. Why might not that be the skull of a lawyer? Mm. Where be his quidits now, his quillets, his cases, his tenures and his tricks? Mm. Why does he suffer this rude knave now to knock him about the sconce with a dirty shovel <laughs> and will not tell him of his action of battery? <laughs> this fellow might be in time a great buyer of land with his statutes, his recognances, his fines, his double vouchers, his recoveries. Is this the fine of his fines and the recovery of his recoveries? To have his fine pate full of fine dirt? <laughs> Will his vouchers vouch him no more of his purchases, and double ones too, than the length and breadth of a pair of indentures? <laughs> the very conveyances of his lands will hardly lie in this box. And must the inheritor himself have no more? Not a job more, my lord. <laughs> Is not parchment made of sheepskins? Aye, my lord. And of calfskins, too. Mm -hmm. They are sheep and calves that seek out assurance in that. I will speak to this fellow. Whose grave's this, sirrah? Mine, sir. <laughs> I think it be thine indeed, for thou liest in't. You lie out on it, sir, and therefore it is not yours. For my part, I do not lie in't. And yet tis mine. Thou dost lie in to be in and say tis thine. Tis for the dead, not for the quick. Therefore thou liest. Tis a quick lie, sir. Twill away again from me to you. What man dost thou dig it for? For no man, sir. What woman, then? For none, neither. Who is to be buried in One that was a woman, sir, but rest her soul, she's dead. How absolute the knave is. <laughs> we must speak by the card, or equivocation will undo us. By the Lord, Horatio. These three years I have taken note of it, the age is grown so picked that the toe of the peasant comes so near the heel of the courtier, he galls his kibe. <laughs> How long hast thou been a grave-maker? Of all the days in the year, I came to it that day that our last King Hamlet, or came Fortinbras. How long is that since? Cannot you tell that? Every fool can tell that. It was the very day that young Hamlet was born. He that was mad and sent into England. Aye, Mary, why was he sent into England? Why? Because he was mad. He shall recover his wits there, or if he do not, it's no great matter there. Why? Twill not be seen in him there. There the men are as mad as he. <laughs> How came he mad? Very strangely, they say. How strangely? Faith, in with losing his wits. <laughs> Upon what ground? Why? Here, in Denmark. <laughs> I've been sexton here, man and boy, 30 years. How long will a man lie i' the earth ere he rot? If faith, if he be not rotten before he die, as we have many pocky corpses nowadays that will scarce hold the laying in, he will last you some eight year or nine year. A tanner will last you nine year. Why he more than another? Why, sir, his hide is so tan with his trade that he will keep out water a great while, and your water is a sore decay of your whoresome dead body. Here's a skull now. This skull was lain in the earth three and twenty years. Whose was it? 
A wholesome mad fellow it was. Who do you think it was? Nay, I know not. A pestilence on him for a mad rogue. I pulled a flag of the Rhenish on my head once. <laughs> this same skull, sir, was Yorick's skull, the king's jester. This? In that? Let me see. Uh. Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him, Horatio. Hmm? A fellow of infinite jest, of most excellent fancy. He hath borne me on his back a thousand times, and now how abhorred in my imagination it is. My gorge rises at it. Here hung those lips that I have kissed I know not how oft. Where be your jibes now, your gambols, your songs, your flashes of merriment that were wont to set the table on a roar? No one now to mock your own grinning, quite chop-fallen. <laughs> now get you to my lady's chamber and tell her, let her paint an inch thick. To this favour she must come. Make her laugh at that. Prithee, Horatio, tell me one thing. What's that, my lord? Dost thou think Alexander looked to this fashion of the earth? Mm, e'en so. And smelt so? <laughs> e'en so, my lord. To what base uses we may return, Horatio? Why, may not imagination trace the noble dust of Alexander till he find it stopping a bunghole? Twere to consider too curiously to consider so. No, faith, not a jot, but to follow him thither with modesty enough and likelihood to lead it. As thus, Alexander died, Alexander was buried. Alexander returneth into dust, the dust is earth, of earth we make loam, and why of that loam whereto he was converted, might they not stop a Beer barrel. Mm. Imperial Caesar, dead and turned to clay, might stop a hole to keep the wind away. Oh, that that earth which kept the world in awe should patch a wall to expel the winter's floor. But soft, mm. but soft, aside. Here comes the king. The queen, the courtiers. Who is it that they follow and with such maimed rites? This doth betoken the corpse they followed did with desperate hand fordo it own life. Twas of some estate. Couch we a while and mark. What ceremony else? That is Laertes, a very noble youth. Mark. What ceremony else? Her obsequies have been as far enlarged as we have warrantized. Her death was doubtful. And but that great command o'er sways the order, she should in ground unsanctified have lodged till the last trumpet. For charitable prayers, shards, flints, and pebbles should be thrown on her. Yet here she is allowed her virgin rites, her maiden instruments, and the bringing home of bell and burial. Must then no more be done? No more be done. We should profane the service of the dead to sing sage requiem and such rest to her as to peace parted souls. Lay her in the earth. From her fair and unpolluted flesh may violet spring. I tell thee, churlish priest, a ministering angel shall my sister be when thou liest howling. What? The fair Ophelia? Sweets to the sweet, farewell. I hope thou shouldst have been my Hamlet's wife. 
I thought thy bride bed to have decked, sweet maid, and not to have strewed thy grave. Oh, treble woe. For ten times treble on that cursed head, whose wicked deed thy most ingenious sense deprived thee of. Hold off the earth a while, till I have caught her once more in mine arms. Oh, now pile your dust upon the quick and dead, to love this flatter mountain you have made to top of Pelion, or the skyish head of blue Olympus. What is he whose grief bears such an emphasis, whose phrase of sorrow conjures the wandering stars and makes them stand like wonder-wounded hearers? This is I, Hamlet the Dane. I will take thy soul! Thou prayest not well. I prithee take thy fingers from my throat, for though I am not splenitive and rash, Yet have I in me something dangerous which lets thy wiseness fear away thy hand. Pluck them asunder! My lord, be quiet! Why, I will fight with him upon this theme until my eyelids will no longer wag. Oh, my son, what fiend! I loved Ophelia! Forty thousand brothers could not with all their quantity of love make up my sum. What wilt thou do for her? Oh, he is mad, Laertes! For love of God, forbear him! Swoon, show me what thou'lt do! What weep, what fight, what fast, what tear thyself, what drink up Isol, eat a crocodile! I'll do it! Dost thou come here to whine, to outface me with leaping in her grave? Be buried quick with her, and so will I. And if thou prate of mountains, let them throw millions of acres on us till our ground singeing is paked against the burning zone. Make Ossa like a wart. Nay, and thou'lt mouth. I'll rant as well as thou. This is mere madness, and thus a while the fit will work on him. Anon as patient as the female dove, when that her golden couplets are disclosed, his silence will sit drooping. Hear you, sir. What is the reason that you use me thus? I loved you ever, but it is no matter. Let Hercules himself do what he may. The cat will mew, and dog will have his day. I pray you, go to Ratio. Wait upon him. Yes, my lord. Laertes, strengthen your patience in our last night's speech. You'll put the matter to the present push. Good Gertrude, set some watch over your son. This grave shall have a living monument. An hour of quiet shortly shall we see. Till then, impatience our proceeding be. 